I am joined today by two very special guests, Rianne Bucianico and Amy Babinchak, who are very well known in our community and have got together to create a exciting new project called Sell My MSP, which you can find at sellmymsp.com. So let's start with Rayanne. Why don't you tell us a bit about what is this project and uh, what are you trying to do? Well, first of all, Carl, thank you for having us here today on your podcast. SellMyMSP.com is a listing service, and what we want to do is help MSPs around the country and probably even into Canada who are interested in selling their IT firm and getting them matched up with another IT firm who may be interested in buying or acquiring them. What we found was there is nobody out there specializing for the MSP. You know, if you want to sell your business, there are plenty of business brokers out there, but there's nobody just dedicated to the channel, and that's what we're trying to do. Very cool. So, um, Amy, why don't you tell us how would somebody get started if they were looking to buy or sell their managed service business? Well, the first thing they should do is go over to sellmymsp.com, and, you know, I think that it would be nice to see what someone might be willing to pay for your business, you know, whether you're looking at selling your clients or your entire business as a as a unit. If you go over to our website, right smack in the middle, you'll see an opportunity to get a quick and easy valuation of what somebody might be willing to pay for your company. Um, and I think that would be an excellent way to start. So even if you're not thinking about selling today, maybe you're, you know, just kind of have it in the back of your head or you're just curious, that would be um, a great way to get going. Now, one of the things that seems like it's um, difficult for especially small uh, MSPs to do is to figure out um, how to how to readjust their books, I guess. You know, when I think about my business, if I were to take me out of the equation, that's the only way that I could figure out what the value of my business is. Does that make sense? Like I, I have to pay somebody else a salary and I have to figure out like, well, which, which things are part of my personal life that I've somehow mixed into my business that have to be backed out. Do you guys deal with any of that stuff in trying to help people figure out the value of their business? Well, one of the most important things is, is to make sure that if you are getting ready to determine your exit strategy, how can I remove myself from this business? Are people doing business with you or are people doing business with your company? So one of the things that we will do in our blog series is start to give some tips, offer some tips on how to begin to remove yourself from that from your company so that it's really a company that your customers are doing business with and not so much you, the only person that they ever call. And then the other part of that too is, you know, when a, a buyer is coming along and and you sign your mutual NDAs, which we do have some documents and forms available to help that process along, they're, they're going to want to take a look at your books and see what, what the real numbers look like. And, you know, I know for a lot of IT firms, what's in your QuickBooks might make sense to you, but you have to think about maybe reorganizing that or taking a hard look at it and make sure that it makes sense to someone else when they look at it. The same thing with your business practices, too. So, you know, what is it exactly that you do? How is it that you run? What are, what are your process and procedures? What kind of clients do you have? Um, and we're... 
we're putting together a document really to help people think through that whole process as they're getting ready to to sell their business and it's like you you need to work through a plan before you get to the point of yes I'm ready to ready to sell my firm right now which exact services do you offer like are you guys an actual broker or do you just get people ready to to uh, meet each other and then go find lawyers to take care of the rest or where where do you draw the line we are not a broker so we are we're drawing the line at the actual sale um, we're just we're simply a listing service we're a listing service we're going to provide some information to you based on the, the knowledge that Rayanne and I have in this field and uh, but it's really up to you to take the tools and you know do that that final that final deal the reason we decided against brokerage was that it comes with a lot of strings and it comes with a lot of very very high fees so we wanted to make sure that the service was going to be affordable to smaller IT firms out there so you're not then taking a piece of the action you're not taking 5% or 10% or whatever of the uh, of the actual sale we are not so is this like a dating profile that I'm going to I'm going to put up my business and I'm going to put up pictures of my customers and the kinds of things that we do and maybe we specialize in voice over IP or you know whatever stuff like that it's really funny because when um, I, I went to visit my favorite banker and, and talk about this that's it was exactly her response after I described it she goes kind of like a dating service I mean there's there's buyers there's sellers and you know we're providing some information to each of them so that they can make intelligent decisions but the ultimate decision and the final deal is is yours Excuse me. And more than that, uh, the the seller will remain anonymous. So even if your customers and your competitors are out there, you know, looking to see what you you are up to, there is no way that anybody will know that this is you or your business because it's going to be a generic, you know, a generic uh, MSPHarmony.com, if you will, type of ad. You know, this is who, this is what we do. This is what where we specialize in. This is about how much we make, so on and so forth. So it is going to be very generic, you know, on the listing site. But once somebody is interested and says, "Hey, I think I might like to chat with this person," then we begin to start to provide more information based on the selling company. As long as, of course, we get their permission first to release the data. Right. Do you think that most MSPs have a saleable business or? I mean, is it is this just for top-tier MSPs? I think there are plenty of businesses out there that are saleable. And it really comes down to the perspective of the owner. You know, nobody is going to say, hey, I've put the last 25 years of my heart and soul into this business, but um, I'm ready to close the doors and just, you know, because it's not worth anything to anybody. That's not true. You have lifelong accounts and customers and a following that is absolutely worthwhile to somebody who say wants to come along and grow their business but doesn't want to necessarily do it organically at you know BNI or the chamber meetings 
sometimes it's really worth it to other, you know, uh, other companies to simply buy those accounts so that they can grow and get to their next level. So it is worth uh, it is worth something to somebody out there. So I have been lucky enough to buy a couple of businesses and sell a couple of businesses. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, people don't think about very often is the personal side. There's actually some emotion tied up in, you know, am I willing to let this person serve my clients? Am I willing to to give up, uh, you know, ownership of a relationship that I've had for a very, very long time? And so, you know, that's one of the things I think people don't think about. It's got nothing to do with business per se or money per se, but it's kind of the the emotional side of a small business is we do business with human beings and we get to we get to know them and have relationships. Well I have purchased and for my side I haven't actually sold any business yet, but I have purchased them. Um, four different occasions I've purchased either groups of clients from guys that wanted to retire and they had kind of whittled their business down to like the last six clients was sort of how they were approaching it because they didn't feel, you know, five years ago their business had much value, so they just kind of kept letting clients go until they whittled it down to like their last six favorite clients. <laughs> and so instead of instead of you know instead of getting the full value of what their business could have been, now they're down to this little core group that they are very emotionally attached to. Um, and I've done those kind of purchases before, and I've also purchased an entire company before, and it, it is a very emotional thing. Um, but what you know, what we would like people to do is to to be involved in that sale. And I think if you're well involved in it, your talk, if you're the MSP who's selling, you know, you you know who that buyer is. You've you've worked with them, you've vetted them. I think in the end, you know you'll have the confidence that your your firm is going to somebody that is going to um, you know be able to continue continue the relationship because that that SMB relationship is very special. Brand, why don't you tell us about your experience selling your business? As you may or may not know, I uh, I sold a business a few years ago. So I have not purchased a business, but I was on the selling end. So yes, there is an awful lot of, you know, personal any personal feelings and emotions that go into that. These are people that you have done business with. These are people that have known you have known and they have trusted you with their business for years on end and now all of a sudden you're just going to hand them over to somebody else. But what happens during that due diligence period when the buyer the buyer comes in and starts looking at the books and starts asking questions, you will you will also get to know their way of doing things and you will learn quickly whether or not it's a it's a good fit for you and for your customers. They will also so not only are they, you know, vetting your company for purchase, but you're also vetting the buyer to make sure that it's a good fit. You know, so if you're not feeling good about it, if you're not comfortable with it, you know, of course they always have the option to pull the plug at any time. Um, but, you know, for me, when it came time to sell my business, 
you know, uh, yes, I contacted all of my customers and I said, hey, this is what's going on. I'm going to do something else and therefore, you know, I'm leaving you in great hands. We threw a party and invited all of the customers in so that they could meet and you know, face to face. And it was a very personal thing because it's an accounting firm. And accounting firms are just like uh, IT firms where you have an awful lot of, you know, close personal relationships with, with the business. Right. So how do you get started? How do you start seeding your site with uh, with listings for sale? Because I think that's where it has to start is you you get the listings and then you'll you'll eventually be able to get the buyers. So how are you getting that started? Well, for uh, of course, we are in the market for some new listings uh, for our site. So what we have done is we're offering 50% uh, off of the flat fee, you know, and it's only going to cost $250 to list your business for sale. What we are hoping to do is attract people into our website, let them go in and figure out, you know, an average or an estimated value of their company using our tool, and then you list their company should uh, if they are ready for that. We have all these forms, you know, think about this you know, uh, prepare for that, and so there's a lot of steps that, you know, we are there, we have there for them to, you know, look through. Um, so anyway, what we are doing is offering 50% off both at the seller's level and at the buyer's level for the fees for the first, we don't, I don't even think that we have an end date for that um, initial launch promotion at right. this point. So there are thousands, maybe tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of small MSPs and a handful of larger MSPs in the United States. So this could potentially be a very busy site for you guys. How are you going to handle, you know, like uh, getting information to people and, and you know, giving them all of the, the details they need? Because you can't post up like all of your forms and all of your processes and procedures. So people have to fill out a form and, and request those things? Once, once they sign up for a, a listing or they sign up as a buyer, they're going to receive uh, quite a bit of, of documentation from us. Um, Rayanne has put in um, a bit of work in putting together a series of documents that, gosh, I don't know, there's probably a hundred different uh, questions that is about the seller. It's for the seller and the buyer in doing their, their due diligence in their, their business transaction really thinking through the process for you and so and so yeah it's um it's a lot it's a lot of information a lot of documentation what we're trying to provide is a way for people to think through the process of buying and selling a business and then give them a spot where they can find other people to do that transaction with well it's interesting cuz i've talked to so many people over the years who they they want to know a simple question so uh, what's a business worth is it Three times revenue? Is it one times revenue? The answer to that question is always something far more complicated than people want it to be, you know. And and maybe, Rand, could you talk a bit about some of the variables that go into it besides revenue? Well, sure. And it um, well, our estimate estimating tool, what it does is it breaks out the different types of revenue because your managed services contracts. Uh, they are recurring. There's an end date. That is almost, that is a guaranteed um, 
recurring revenue. You know, but your break fix and your product sales are not guaranteed recurring revenue, although they may continue to happen year after year, and it may be somewhat consistent. It, so your product sales and your break fix revenue is going to be treated differently than your managed services and your block hour contracts. Um, so what we have we have our formula set up in that manner. And really, um, we, I used the gross revenue to come up with an estimated value without going through all of the, all of the different you know, expenses and gross profit margins and things like that. And the reason that we did that was because when a buyer comes in and, um, and purchases a company, they're going to have their own method of um, maintaining a gross profit margin. So I really wanted to focus more on the revenue and the assets of the company and the value of the inventory. And those are, um, so we've got the revenue broken out. And then at the bottom, you put in the value of your, the assets that are included with the sale and the value of any inventory that is included with the sale. The other thing that's always interesting to me is that people end up, I mean, Amy kind of alluded to this. They, they end up selling their business at the wrong time. They either sell it too late or they sell it because uh, they've, you know, it's it's failing. You know, it's like, well, nobody wants to really buy a business that has been let go and has just managed to deteriorate. Right. So how do you, you know, help people figure out what's a good time to look at the value of their business? Because it may be worth knowing the value of your business five years before you actually sell it. You know what I mean? I think that's that is true. I mean, you hear a lot of stuff about the five year plan, and I think the five year plan is probably true more true in this case than a lot of other places where you hear that term used. If you want to sell your business and get good value out of it, it isn't something that you're going to decide to do this month and sell the business next month. It's definitely going to be a process to prepare your business to prepare yourself and your mindset. Um, to go through your due diligence, to get out there, to give the marketing a, an opportunity to work, for us to connect you up with buyers. It's a whole bunch of procedure that's going to take to do it, and that's really what's going to get you the best value. But you also have to go into it with the idea that depending on what kind of buyers your business ends up attracting, that value may be different than what you think it is. You know, you're, it's, the, it's the old adage, right? Something is worth exactly the amount that another person is willing to pay for it. Um, so you do always have to go into it with that kind of kind of attitude toward it. You know, I'm going to get for my business what my business is worth. And um, part of my due diligence as a seller is to provide that proof to a potential buyer that this is what my business is worth and here's the proof that I have for you that it's worth that. Well, and there's also the emotional piece, which eventually people have to get over, you know, that, oh, you know, I've worked so hard and I've worked on this for 20 years and that's all fine and good. But that doesn't really affect the, the selling price uh, so much as how well it's working and, and um, how loyal the clients are and how many contracts you have and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, I still owe $200,000 on my house doesn't mean that my business is worth $200,000 so that I can pay it off. <laughs> exactly. My kids but, still yeah. have to go to college. <laughs> yeah, you know, so you know, it's a it's a it's a mindset that you have to prepare for and you know, and that's that's 
part of that, you know, five-year plan thing that we're talking about here. It's not going to take five years to sell your business. That's not what I'm implying. But if, you know, well, for example, I talked to a guy at, uh, at CompTIA in Chicago recently, which is where Rayanne and I first, just last week, first, you know, started beginning to talk to people about, about sell my MSP. And he said, you know, I'm in, I'm in year two of my five-year plan to, to retire from my business. And I thought, well, you're, you know, that's brilliant because you're already realizing that it's a process. Um, and so I think there's a, there's a lot of opportunities out there. I mean, maybe part of your five-year plan to sell your business is to buy some businesses <laughs> to, to build a better, you know, to more, more round out your company so that you've got a more attractive thing to sell. That's actually an interesting strategy, right? To buy up a couple, bulk up a little, you know, get just the right mix of clients and then sell it. You know, it's, you know, you paint the walls in your house, you do some landscaping out front when you're ready to sell your house, you make everything perfect and clean and neat and tidy, and that's exactly what you're going to do when you sell your business too. So uh, he's no longer buzzing around the MSP business, but... um, George Sergio used to uh, coach people on uh, buying and selling businesses, and he used to say, run your business like you're going to sell it. Uh, and, and you know, a lot of that was around, you know, making sure that you pay attention to cash flow, making sure that you have good processes and procedures, making sure that, you know, you basically run a business that somebody is going to want to buy. Um, and I think a lot of people... Uh, could use a little tune-up in that regard of, you know, putting sort of putting their, their house in order so that uh, they've actually got something that's bigger than themselves. Uh, so, you know, a lot, a lot of us, especially sole proprietors, the business is us, and uh, you get hit by a bus, then your business ceases to exist. And uh, that's kind of sad, I think, when people have worked for 10, 15, 20 years on something that it, it really is no bigger than themselves. So Rayanne, what are some of the pitfalls that people fall into when they when they look at selling their business and they think, oh, you know, I, it should be worth two hundred fifty thousand because you know that's what I need to pay off my mortgage. Well, it's not always just about paying off their home mortgage, but a lot of people, not maybe not everybody, but some people take on excessive debt in order to um, grow their business. And so they think that when it's time to sell, that they should at least get enough to you know, pay off the, the debts of the business as well as you know pay the owner for the business itself. And that's one way that, um, that people, sellers, inflate the price of their business, in, at least in their own mind. Um, so one thing that you need to understand is that most times your buyers are going to come in, they will buy your assets, they will buy your customers, they will buy your contracts, but they're not going to buy your debt. Make sure that you have an alternative plan to pay off that debt for, you know, for the business. Otherwise it will just follow you around for years to come. And that's really not what you're looking for. Another thing that you might want to do, I was talking with a gentleman um, in the last week or so, and he is looking to retire, um, but his business is not very profitable. And 
all, all of a sudden he's got some you know health issues and you know wants to wants to sell the business so that he can retire and start to take things a little easy um, and that's where the plan that Amy was talking about it doesn't necessarily have to be a five-year plan but there needs to be some sort of plan and it's not going to happen overnight you know to turn your business into a profitable machine nobody wants to buy a business that's regularly losing twenty thousand dollars a year it's going to be really difficult to sell all right is there anything else we need to cover the business is really pretty simple so our main thing right now is is getting the word out to to sellers and potential buyers that you know that there now exists a place where you can go shopping uh, and there is some place for you to go and post your business for sale that there really there really wasn't before you know I I talked to a guy I gave a presentation yesterday at the Technology Wizards in Oregon and. Um, it's about four people in the room that had bought other businesses, so it's not unheard of for small IT firms to buy other ones. Right. But unless you're a member of a group that has that kind of environment where that can happen, finding, you know, I, you know, I live in the metro Detroit area. I don't know how many IT firms there are out there, 10,000 in my right. area alone. I probably only know half a dozen of them. You know, so I would have no idea if somebody, you know, was thinking about selling their business. So hopefully Sell My MSP will become that space where I can find out that there are other people in my, my local area that are that are willing to sell or maybe across town or across the state where I'm looking to expand my business into and I can have a little base there to build that out from. Right. Well, it's interesting. When I had been in business about, I don't know, six years or so, I went to a worldwide partner conference and it was in another city across the United States. And there I met somebody who was representing the largest Microsoft certified partner in the city of Sacramento. And I'd never heard of the company before in my life. So you know, <laughs> Sacramento is not even, a, you know, not that big of a city, but even in that situation, I mean, I'd been in this business in this city for that long, and I'd never heard of the biggest company in town. So, you know, uh, it's certainly possible that there's lots and lots of people out there that might be willing to buy or might be willing to sell, but they haven't before this had a way to find each other. So it's I think it's a great opportunity, and I wish you guys all the luck in the world. I hope that you have lots and lots of people sign up to list their businesses. Thanks, Carol. Thanks, Carl. And one more thing that I just wanted to add is that, you know, even for the smaller um, MSPs out there who might be looking, you know, for an exit strategy, when you talk to other business brokers, nobody wants to even list your business without $10,000, a minimum of $10,000, you know, commission on the sale. And, you know, that can get a little expensive, you know, for especially for the small guys. So... Um, that's why we decided, you know, to go in with a, a flat rate. And again, like I said, we're offering 50% off of that flat rate during the launch period. So we're trying to help the little guys that, you know, need a solution that maybe can't afford, you know, to pay a high-priced broker. Thanks again to Amy and Rayanne. I hope that you guys have a very, very spectacular business. And uh, I look forward to working with you and seeing if we can promote it some more. 
That's pretty much it for today's SMB Community Podcast. Please check us out on a regular basis, subscribe to the blog, and I will see you next time.